but you never know. Uh, Just straight up. Man, we need to get into how your week went last week. Oof. <laughs> man. It's a good I, place to start off. I mean. I thought we would forget about it for a second, but. I mean, we had, here on the here on No Easy Buckets, uh, we'd had a pretty good run with money, Mike, and his picks. Uh, you know, we'd gotten to, we'd honed it in to about you know five, six picks a week, adding in a couple NFL games. You were, you know, really performing. And then last week, just one of those weeks that you know everything is going to level out always in gambling. Like you, you, Vegas was just like Mike, you're having too much good luck. We were having a heater. Um, I think overall, um, yeah, reality, reality set in for a little bit, but we did eight games a week. Yeah. For a little bit. Not five or six. I was like, uh, I was like, eight is aggressive and we got burnt off of eight like bad. Yeah. Cause what we did two NFL games last week. Yeah. We did. Two NFLs, they both didn't hit. And, of course, my – oh, the Patriots have never uh, lost a cover or – Yeah. Have never lost a cover or a game, for that matter, um, in Foxborough. And they go in and they – Deshaun Watson balled out. (laughs) They almost lost that game. I was like, come on now, for real. They probably should have lost that game. Uh, the Patriots have some real defensive issues. They're not, they're not doing too well. They don't have a lot of pass rush. But you got touchdown Tom getting five tutties. Like, <laughs> you can't stop touchdown Tom. Touchdown Tommy Brady. Dude, I was thinking like, dude, this guy just keeps scoring. Man, it was just his receiver. The last drive was pretty crazy. I mean, he was making some amazing throws. No, you're right. It was it was pretty wild. And then the the Bears losing or the Bears winning overtime against the Steelers, and I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, that was that game was so weird because the Bears had that field goal block that um, the guy dropped the ball at the one yard line and they didn't score, and then the Pittsburgh's just been letting me down this year. They haven't been playing well. Big Ben, my fantasy QB, just can't. He's not doing well. I'm hoping that's the same this week. I know. I, he's not starting for me. I put in Dalton. Dude, bold. I'm, I'm going bold. Dalton's on the come up with that new offensive coordinator. He's playing Cleveland Browns this week. Jacoby Brissett lit him up last week. I'm riding the lightning. I'm riding the red. red you really lightning. are. I'm riding the lightning. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that game makes it in our in our parlay at the end. I got about five or six games on there. For I you. like it. Dude, Nelson getting two TDs. That's Jordy Nelson, man. I tell you, Jordy Nelson is a great. Is he's he's a very consistent fantasy option. He's not flashy. He's not OBJ. He's not Mike Evans. But dude, he's had a touchdown in every game this year besides the second one when he basically didn't even play. He got hurt in the first half. He's had he's he's already got like five touchdowns this year. That's ridiculous. First round pick every year, baby. And but, uh, let's get, yeah, let's let's get, get into it. your let's get into your picks for uh for this week. Um so we No, no, no. I, I really do have to once again mention that my lock of the week hit. Oh, it did. Like I know we got torn up last week. We went one and seven. I, I gave you eight picks, seven <laughs> loss. 
that's really bad. But at least my lock of the week covered. We so therefore, count on the lock. And Oklahoma State, the over. That's the lock we're talking about. And yeah. when I, on Saturday, as I was just, we were in Athens for the Mississippi State game, but we're not going to talk about that. I was there and like checking my Twitter feed that morning just to see what's going mm-hmm. on. And there's so many people like, I saw two people in a row was like, Oklahoma State under is the play. And I'm like, what in the what? world? I got a little worried. I'm like, man. It, yeah, it, it almost did. Like they uh, TCU happened to score a touchdown when the ball when the game was in control, where you know he very easily could have just fallen down and let the clock run out. So you got you got a little lucky. Well, I think it was like mid fourth quarter and they hit the yeah. over, and I was at the yeah. bar in Athens. And I was like, dude, yes, finally at least something hit, like my yeah. over, and then Vandy gets blown out fifty nine to nothing. Like I said Saturday, uh, we almost shouldn't have even had an episode this week because how no. bad that game was. And then we both thought that the nineteen and a half was was a great number. I mean, dude, I'm at the bar. I'm at the bar Friday night. Like we're out just hanging out with people, like random people, and I hear overhear guys like Georgia dudes talking about um, bets for the weekend and like catching Vandy or whatever. I'm like, dude. I turn around, I'm like, dude, Vandy, 19 and a half, that's a lock of the week. Like, like just just hammered, like, lock of the week, guys, lock of the week. I'm, Last week was pretty funny. I'm dude. like, no. <laughs> but I'm looking at the guys like, dudes, 19 and a half, Vanderbilt, like, that's, dude, yeah, that they're was... going to get a scare. And 59 to nothing, just get absolutely torn the hell up. I'm like, oof. Yeah, I mean, that was... It wasn't. I mean, we both thought Alabama would win that game pretty easily, or mm-hmm. not easily, but you know, we we didn't think it would be any question. I didn't think they would get in bed. Like they had like seventy eight total yards, three first down. Like yeah, they, they got shut like, down. They look like the Vandy of you know ten years ago playing today's Alabama, and that's yeah, we, it's a tough game. And we At mentioned that play. last time. It was just like, dude, this ten years ago would have been like, oh, that's easy money, but. Come on, guys! Like, yeah, I really think uh, Saban is almost got a little different. He's almost got a vendetta out this year. You heard those comments he had this week. I mean, I'm not going to share the quote because I can't remember word for word, but he was talking about like teams that feel like they have a false sense of confidence against like the Alabama. He wasn't. He didn't mm-hmm. necessarily say against us, but he made like a very open-ended statement where you could be like, oh, like talking about Vandy or somebody coming in there thinking that. You know, we want Bama type stuff, and it's like, no, we're going to embarrass you in your home field. And so, I hate to be Ole Miss this week. You know, coming off a bye after they lost a heartbreaker in uh, out here in Berkeley to Cal. I mean, they did have the extra time to prepare, but I don't think you could bring any more athletes on campus during that bye week. So I don't. It doesn't really matter. I, I think it's going to be pretty rough. I, I mean, I think you have that game in your. I won't spoil the game in your, uh, in your, um, in your picks or whatever. <laughs> we'll let you get into that, but, but yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. So, uh, so you did hit your lock of the week last week. Yep, that's the um, only one that we hit. And then Vanderbilt obviously was a huge disappointment. Uh, Navy actually only won by ten points. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think they won by eleven or ten. the The line was eleven and a half for Navy. They won by ten, and I was like, really? Yeah. Come on. 
like that. And then Penn State plays a way too close of a game against Iowa. Uh, we, oh, we that, that, that had no happen. that had no business. Well, uh, yeah, we did talk about that we being a lot. Yeah, and that's that's more on me, I guess. Duke North Carolina didn't really be much of a game than I thought. Of course, Houston. I mentioned New England being the team that Houston's never covered in Foxborough. Houston's yeah. never won in Foxborough, and they play the best game in their life. I'm like, oh my god. Hey. We just we just there was a couple games that we really got thrown off, but 1917-1 for the year, yeah. I'll take it, but still, last week yeah. just kind of burned us. Hey, every, as as uh, as Hank on the uh, Pardon My Take podcast would say, water always finds its level. So, you know. There we go. I like that. Water always finds its level, man. It, <laughs> you're 19-17-1 and 17 and one overall, so still looking pretty good for the season. Uh, bounce back week this week, there's a you got five big, uh, big games. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, two Friday night games, actually. So some early action to make sure you uh, check the uh, check the sports book right after you listen to this podcast on Friday. Check your local bookies listings. <laughs> Call down to the local Seven uh, Eleven, um, and then uh, so yeah. So let's get it started. Let's jump into it, man. I'm gonna let's I'm gonna do come it. Off. Let's, let's let's jump right into it. Um, Bittersweet this first game, Georgia at Tennessee. Georgia coming off the big win over Mississippi State in uh, Athens. Uh, really flexed their muscle there, showed that they're probably the second-best team in the conference. But they're traveling to Tennessee. The The line is Tennessee plus seven, so they're a seven-point dog. It's a full touchdown. Full, uh, full touchdown and a little extra kick there. Um, so, <sighs> Georgia, like, this is a game. I mean, I'll let you get into it, but this is a game I don't think Georgia should take for granted. No, uh, just, just, uh, I mean we know how random Butch Jones can just come to play sometimes. So, but I'll let you get into it. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, Georgia last week, as we know, just being state fans, we're we're thinking we're going to compete in that game, dude. From the very first play, you knew that Georgia set the tone, and I think Georgia's better than what people are saying. Yeah, um, they come out there, they play well, they got a great run game. Um, Tennessee barely escaped UMass last week. Close. Um, so, obviously, you know where I'm going. I'm taking Georgia minus seven. I mean, I think it's a clear winner. Um, I know how Butch Jones can can dabble in the games and stay pretty close into it, but I just think overall Georgia's the better team and the better running game. Tennessee barely beat UMass last week, and I was trying to say that earlier, but I just want to reiterate the fact that so. Georgia is the play just because Tennessee didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did say, by the way, I, I said this off off the pod to you, and I, I may have remember I texted you that, that UMass plus twenty eight may be the play. <laughs> like, yeah, and you're sitting there, you're sitting there like, dude, why are you always on UMass? Because because I just have this feeling for UMass. I'm like, dude, plus twenty eight. I mean, we. Mississippi State plays them later in the year. I, maybe we should bring them back on week six. I don't know. We will. We will. To see a resurgence. But but I, I, I do uh, – now, you take – a lot of times in these games, especially these, you know, interdivision games, you take emotion out of it, look at the numbers, look at the history. And uh, that's where, you know, you're going with Georgia minus seven. They look a lot stronger. Uh, you know, Bush Jones has not been consistent. He does come to play sometimes. You know, they had that close game versus Florida that they probably should have won. But – I do think I do like your Georgia minus seven call here because seven is a little high. Like, 
I don't think uh, Tennessee. If it, was, if it was into double digits or something like that, then I might you know dabble into Tennessee. Maybe a late you know backdoor cover with a touchdown or something. But yeah. I, I like the call. I mean, Tennessee's kind of one dimensional. Their quarterbacks played pretty rough this year. Um, but they're John. I think it's John Kelly. It's but his last name's Kelly. They're running yep. back. Uh, he's he's probably there. They're gonna have to lean on him. But as we saw last week, Mississippi State's a, one of the better run teams in the league probably, and. Uh, they just they just completely stopped us completely yeah. just fouled in the box and we're we're similar to Tennessee where we're not strong throwing the ball down the field and so I feel like Georgia's just gonna play one on one on the outside and load the box and, and really stop there so you have uh, yeah. Georgia Georgia covering the seven I like the call and they got yeah and they got they got a two headed monster back there at running back yeah. and yeah. you look at it and you got Tennessee's allowed a little under two hundred fifty yards. A yeah, are rushing a game, and Nick Chubb and oh, I forget the other guy's name, it's but Chubb and Sony Michelle, dude, those yeah. guys are ballers. They actually have two other freshmen too that are you know Swift and I think Perriman or something. I just remember seeing them last week. They look pretty strong. I mean Georgia it always has. If you want to be a premier running back, you go to Georgia. Like that's yeah. you go what Georgia, you got to do. You go to Alabama and Tennessee. By the way, they have they've only covered one game this year so far. Georgia's covered three out of their first four. Um, we got burned on Tennessee the first week of our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust Georgia. and I'm, I mean, I don't trust Tennessee. Yeah. Follow the math. So That's I'm going to follow Georgia. Let's, let's get this first win. Yeah. And uh, so second, you're going to, after that SEC matchup, you're going to jump uh, over to a Friday night game, I believe. Uh, USC going up to Washington State. Um, two, uh, two of the Pac-12, I think they're, I believe, two Pac-12 undefeated squads. Um, That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a Washington State is only a four-point underdog. And while that surprises me just because of how much the public loves USC, I do, uh, you know, I, we'll get into this later, but I'm, I'm not, I, I'm ready for, I think this is the game USC might, you know, might lose because uh, they've been overachieving a little bit so far, a little bit too much media love. So, what do you? What's your? Uh, what's your take on this one as far as the uh, numbers go? I'm taking Washington State catching the points at home. Um, covering the four. Covering the four. I feel like it's a pretty, pretty nice bet here, just because it's more than a field goal. And first off, late Friday night game. It's going to be lot. It's going to be pretty wild. At Washington State, it's a good home game. First big home game of the rear of the year, really. Um, uh, weird things happen on Friday night, but like you said earlier, it's just like USC. They've caught a lot of hot things. I don't think they're that good. Uh, struggling with Texas and Cal, they're not good teams. Um, it's not really impressing me. And Washington State, they're they've covered four of the last five games. Um, it's going to be. Last year they had a pretty good game between the two, but I think yeah. the hype is there overall. Right. I mean, uh, USC's weakness, I would say, probably is their pass defense, and you know that's Luke Falk for. Uh, well, both they have actually two quarterbacks playing good this year, but Falk throws the ball all around. They're averaging 430 yards in the air. I think uh, I kind of wish that this was that this was like a five or six point uh, spread. And then, then it would be a no doubter for me. I'm, I still would take Washington plus four, Washington State plus four. I just hope that they take care of business and and have the lead going into the fourth quarter. I think they really can. I think they have that type of squad that can go up against USC. Um, you know, Darnold has struggled a lot this year with turning the ball over. 
and that right there can flip a game. You know, even if a you know that can flip a game so fast. So uh, sure. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to jump on those turnovers. He, I'd say he's probably, in my opinion, he's not you know is in he's not as much in the Heisman race as he as he was. People thought he was gonna be. So it's gonna be an exciting. I'm ready to watch that tomorrow night. I'm I'm. It's gonna be a good one. It's a late, late game here, seven thirty here. So you know, tw- uh, yeah, nine thirty Central, ten thirty East Coast. So me and Clay are gonna be holding it down at Max's watching that. <laughs> Got to go to Max's Sports Bar. Shout out. Um, Shout but, out. You know, Washington State over the years is they're kind of a on the team on the come up with Mike Leach. They were a fun team to watch. Now they've back to back years been pretty strong in the rankings, pretty strong record wise. They're used to play. They play these Thursday, Friday night Pac-12 games. They play the late night, the you know Pac-12 after dark games. They've always play. They always play late, and they always play. Uh, they always also play those odd schedule games on like Fridays or Thursdays. So, I think they're actually more ready for this. It's not the standard you know prime time Saturday afternoon type game for USC. So uh, it's also on the road, top, on top of everything else, you know. In conference road game, let let's get it on. I'm ready to watch the game. Two high-powered offenses. I hope it's not a letdown like the past couple, the last game. Uh, the high-powered offenses of uh, Ole Miss and Cal didn't live up to it. So, um, recap it. You're taking Washington State plus four, correct? Yeah, and it's already moved to plus four and a half. I see keep on my side. Keep jumping on it. That's right. Just keep Double jumping down. on it every time. Double down. So, yeah. So what's what do we got next here? Oh, uh, well, going down to the Plains, <laughs> Mississippi State is going to travel to Auburn. Um, you know, Auburn coming off a, a, a win last week versus Missouri. They didn't struggle too much with that. And Missouri's, you know, shown that they're not, you know, they, they are what we thought they were before the season started, a pretty weak team. Mississippi State, as we said earlier, off a tough loss in Georgia where they got pretty much manhandled and controlled the whole game. Uh, Auburn is a 10-point favorite at home. Fifty and a half over under. What, what do you what's your, what what are you leaning towards here? I'm leaning towards the under. They're That's my pick. Under. Yeah. Yeah, and then I look at actually look at the line now, and it's fifty one. So even better for me. I'm yeah. I'm taking the under here. Um, this is the matchup that everybody goes back to. Like, oh my god, well that, that was a three to two game. Like <laughs> yeah. Like a travesty of a game. I was there, I think it was about 10 years ago, but man. Um, I don't feel like it's going to be that kind of game, but it's an interesting line given that two out of the last 10 uh, state-Auburn matchups have actually been unders. Yeah. So um, Georgia only gave us three points last week. I feel like Auburn's defense is just as good as Georgia. This is more of a 24-17 type game. And State's actually had three out of their last four games this season as unders. And even last year they had seven unders in yeah, their 13 I mean, games. Especially if the game goes our way a lot of times. You know, there's a lot of running the ball. It's a lot of working the clock. Uh, Auburn's strength is their rush defense. They're, they're allowing under 100 yards a game. They haven't really played any high-powered offenses besides Clemson. But, um, but yes. And they held Clemson to 13. Yeah. Or 14. Yeah. They, they and they did. You know their defense really. Nice. Clemson's got a hot, pretty high-powered offense. So I think uh, I don't know. I mean, Stidham hasn't played like people thought he was going to play this year. He's uh, he's been a little. He's, he's he's been pressured a lot. The offensive line hasn't protected him as well. We'll see if Mississippi State can get after the passer, rush the passer, which is their specialty, which they couldn't do last week. And they they just they 
Georgia didn't have to throw the ball enough. You know, they were able to run the ball and control the clock, so they didn't have to drop back. Um, but yeah, so I think overall you're right. It, it this game's going to be low, fifty and a half. I mean, fifty one's even better to go low on. Yeah. Um, but you can always think that worst case scenario, it's going to be like a thirty one. Um, 27 24 game and yeah gonna give us a little bit of a scare but yeah nah I, well, if it's 31 like, 27 we've already lost gotta do a little math he, 31 <laughs> no 31 to, yeah that's right <laughs> shit cut that out too so <laughs> that stays in uh, right so let's move on to the next oh game. god that's horrible <laughs> no, i'm just that's such a bad math 48 uh, no 48 that's 51 dude you said uh, it's 58, to, 58, to, 58. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. No. That's staying in. Uh, no. My, the next one is another Friday night game. Jumping back into the Friday night is uh, Miami at Duke. Um, Duke is a seven-point underdog. The, uh, the line is at 56 points over under. What's your call here? I mean, another Friday night ACC game. Uh, two teams that, you know, I haven't seen personally play – uh, too much this year, but they both had some big wins. So we got. Yeah, I think uh, Tuesday or no, Friday night's gonna be. We're gonna start out two and zero. We're gonna feel really good going into Saturday morning. Um, I'm taking Duke here against the spread. Um, this is something that it's it's definitely more of a gut feeling than anything. I mean, the numbers are pretty good. I mean, Duke's four and zero starting out this year. Miami's now playing only their third game due to some, you know, due to hur- the hurricane and everything over there. So Duke at home makes the biggest difference for me, but they've covered five, their past five home games, and then nine of their their last eleven games. So overall, it's it, it feels pretty good going in, especially with the way that Duke's been handling themselves yeah. uh, over the past year and a half, at least. Yeah, they've had some pretty. Uh... They had some pretty good wins over the past couple of years, and they're a high-scoring team too. Looks like I mean, on Miami gave up twenty to Toledo last week, so um, you know it should be a pretty um, pretty good game. I, I like Duke uh, to cover that. I think uh, Duke has a pretty good chance to win that game. So, and to me, honestly, that's a high. That's a for Miami to only play two games this year against two lowly opponents in Bowling Green and Toledo. For them to be all the way a seven-point favorite, that's it's a little that's a little high. I think it's I think. And the, it might even be dropping closer to game time. I think the the money here is Duke. The call here is Duke. So I like it. So uh, the next one, uh, the last game you have a uh, college game is uh, Ole Miss at Alabama, um, going down to play in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama is a twenty eight point favorite, and the over under is fifty nine. Alabama was a nineteen and a half point favorite last week at Vandy, and we thought that was a t- too high of a line for a conference matchup. Well, <laughs> they almost they added about a ten spot to it, and uh, I don't know. I might have to rethink what my philosophy was last week. So, what do you what, what's your, what's your what's your take on this game? Yeah, we were rudely and uh, rudely awakened last week on that. Um, don't bet with, Alabama. With this one, it that's that's seriously it. It's don't bet against Nick Saban, and. I'm taking Bama. Um, 28 points is a lot, especially for this game. If you look at it from the past three or four years, um, 
Ole Miss has really played good games against them. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Ole Miss covers this, but my gut, I got to go with my gut, and I think Alabama is going to cover that. Um, yeah. they're, they've, Ole Miss hadn't covered their last five games. Like They're 0 for 5, and they're also 1 uh, for 5 out of their last six on the road. Um, Bama's just not going to keep them around. I mean, the, mm-hmm. like Freeze, I think Freeze was the main driver of this, like, keep the game close with Bama thing because yeah. every coach has their, like, one team, no matter how good or bad they are, they're, they're going to catch somebody's number. Right. And I don't think Matt Luke's got the, the talent nor the no. coaching ability to, to beat Saban or at least cover 28 for that yeah, matter. Yeah. yeah. Forget beat him. He's covered 28. I mean, I just saw the way, you know, if you, if you look at, I know it was a, a cross country matchup, but with the way their offense played against Cal, you know, Shea Patterson just looked like he didn't have any time to throw. Uh, receivers are just covered the whole game. Couldn't get open. I know AJ Brown was, um, was dinged up in that one. Uh, he may be back on the field this week. I'll have to check on that, but it, just, they show some. They have some. They have a lot. They have some young talent there, but the coaching and just the you know the the defense really didn't have much coming back this season from a squad that wasn't that good last year. Um, Twenty eight so high, but this is another. I mean, I feel like it's going to be like fifty two to seven or forty eight to seven. Like I don't. If Bama's going to score forty points easily, I just there's if this was if this game was in Oxford, this game was at Ole Miss. I think, and it was 28, then yeah, there'd be a little bit, uh, you know, of a reason to take Ole Miss, but I think this is an easy cover for Bama. Yeah, I just, yeah, if it was that Ole Miss, I would definitely rethink my decision, but, man, Bama, they just, they make, I know they're not. They make you rethink your opinions of, like, they really do. Gosh, football i mean it, it, it may be heading towards bama clemson one more time or you know at maybe you know i don't know a, a three-peat is it going to be the same as the nba finals is it going to be bama clemson one more time i hope it's not i really crazy. don't i, don't I mean it would be cool maybe the two but, best teams i mean they may be the best two teams but give me like bama and mm-hmm. oklahoma or bama and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I don't want to see the same teams. I know it's two different teams, basically, and yeah. you ain't got Deshaun Watson. But um, yeah. oh my God, look at this! So Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, their totals eight. Uh, yesterday, or actually this morning, I texted you and said the total was eighty-two. Might be something to look at. It's eighty-five now. Oh my gosh! I feel like you have to take the under in that just for like the sake of it. I mean, but the thing is, it's going to be like 52 to 45 or something in an easy cover. That's that's crazy. I, the only, that, now, Oklahoma State, they don't have their defense isn't much to speak of, really. You know, the TCU ran the ball over them last week. But is this could, could that be one of those games where, you know, two high-powered offenses, yes, but one of them just really, you know, destroys the will of the other team? Like maybe Oklahoma State just takes out the wrath of what they felt last week and just and and Texas A and M only scores like seventeen or something, twenty points, something like that. Okay. I mean they're ten point they're ten and a half point favorites right now from what my side says. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting. And I know I don't think Texas Tech is that Texas Tech is that good. 
Um, but given mm-hmm. that it's a home game, that's always a good factor. Yeah. But 85 is that's, that's definitely okay. doable. For, it's definitely doable, hey, though, for those ride two with it. Ride with it, man. I don't, is that dude, like, I want to – I, I should have rode it at 82. <laughs> that's true. You should have jumped on it when you text us. I may not be able to. T- I may not be able to touch that anymore. So um, I'm trying to see what the I'm trying to see where the Bam on this line is now. I saw a lot of people maybe playing the over on that game of Bam Ole Miss, which is uh, 59 right now. Um, that's definitely doable too. Um, 59. You got Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss. You can say what you want about Shea Patterson, but he's going to sling it. Um, I, he he could get two touchdowns, um, and I think that Bama, they're definitely dropping forty. Like with fifty nine being their total, I mean you you got a twenty eight point favorite. You do the math real quick. That's yeah. thirty one points. I mean they're going to score more than thirty one points, and ba- and Ole Miss should score two touchdowns, but you never know. Never know. I'm calling it right now, 42-3, to three, Bama. Final score. I lo- oh, we got it on wax. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, what's your uh, what's your lock of the week before we finish up? Lock of the week? Yeah, man, which one are you going with? We're going with Georgia. Minus seven. We're picking Georgia to cover Tennessee. Um, don't let Butch Jones fool you. He's done. We're getting to <laughs> – we're getting a two touchdown win. Hey, hey, ride it! I mean, your lock of the week's been playing, so uh, I like that call. We already talked about that game. How uh, Georgia plus seven's a pretty solid call there. Well, um, minus seven. Minus seven, yeah, my bad. Um, Bills plus seven for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's got your uh, five college games of the week. Um, you know, recap those real quick. Just uh, let me know what the what what your take is in each game. Yeah, so we're taking. Uh, like I just said, lock of the week, Georgia covering the spread. Washington State, that's a Friday night game, so get your bet in. Take them to cover plus four. Uh, Mississippi State, Auburn, take the under. I got it at 51. Uh, Miami, Duke, that's another Friday night game you need to look at. Duke plus seven. And then Ole Miss, Bama for Saturday night. That's going to be take Bama minus 28. There it is. Write them down. Put them in there. All right. Well, uh, those you had your you had your lock of the week. Don't forget to put that one in. You had two Friday night games, so be careful on that. Um, I will run through. We did a parlay last week. Um, we I think we did five or six teams. Uh, two of the losses there. The only two losses out of the parlay were the uh, Ravens, who failed to beat the Jaguars in London, and the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, and the Dolphins, who failed to uh, beat the Jets in New York, which was. Honestly, if I had to pick two of the games that I felt strongest strongest about, and those were two favorites too, like those were two favorites that I picked, I would have picked those two. And that's just that's how it goes with parlays. You know, you actually your tough games you actually called correctly, and we're just doing money lines here, so just outright winners. But we'll try to come back this week. I put in a couple extra games. I think I have about seven games in there. I'm gonna run through them really fast and just call the lines out um, or the the money lines out. Um, only doing a one o'clock start games, so. Uh, uh, another London game. I think Miami, you know, last week uh, Baltimore struggled with uh, the perennial London team in Jacksonville. 
So I think Miami, who plays in London uh, quite often, is going to take it. Uh, they're playing uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, uh, three-point underdogs to the Saints, but take the money line of the Dolphins in that one. That's uh, it's kind of a weird London game. I feel like the New Orleans Saints playing in London is just, like, odd. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. And- it's just, like, the most complete opposite team that you'd see there or think that would be there. <laughs> but – um. Yeah, so but uh, we got Jay Jay. He's British, so he's good. Oh, he is. I forgot about that. Hey, he's right at home. Family can come. He's got a, he's got a sick accent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But anyway. So uh, uh, Saints and Dolphins. Uh, it's not. It's a neutral site game. Taking the Dolphins uh, plus one thirty-five. So they're actually uh, underdogs in that one. Then I'm jumping to New England, Carolina. New England is by five is minus five hundred money line there. I'm gonna take the uh, the the Pats to um, you know really take it to a struggling Cam Newton. Um, Steelers Ravens uh, Steelers on the road. Uh, Big Ben's been struggling on the road uh, in the past uh, year and a half. Uh, Baltimore actually underdogs at home coming off that bad loss. Take uh take Baltimore plus one thirty five. That's a dog another dog you can get. Uh, Dallas and Los Angeles Rams uh, playing in Dallas. Uh, Dallas is a two, minus two seventy favorite in that. It's one of my uh, easy. I think that'll be a pretty uh, another bounce back game for for Dallas coming off a strong performance on Monday night. So um, the Detroit Lions visit Minnesota Vikings. Uh, two dome teams playing in a dome, so probably high scoring. Uh, you know, like we've said said in the past, but I'm taking Minnesota to cover. They're the favorites minus one thirty. Um, I think it'll be uh, you know I think their defense will play pretty well against Stafford. Um, actually. On the spot, I'm changing that game to uh, <laughs> Detroit uh, Detroit Lions plus one. Interesting. I, I don't know what it was, but I was so strong on that one when I first picked it. But just thinking about it, I, I want to take uh, Detroit. I just I'm just calling it. We're just gonna go with it. Stick with it. Stick with your guts. Stick with your guts. Go with uh, go with Detroit. Uh, go with Detroit. And um, last one of bats, baby. My can my uh, my thing completely went off the screen. Uh, one second. So, yeah, we're down to uh, Minnesota. So we got five. We got right. Dolphins, yeah. Patriots, uh, Ravens, Dallas, right. and Minnesota. Yeah. La- oh, no, Detroit. I switched to Detroit. So I'll, I'll run through these at the end one more time. Um, I'm also taking Cincinnati, uh, traveling to Cleveland. Their favorites, minus 170. I think Andy Dalton has another bounce-back game. Um, we have um, Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson building off a strong performance. Tennessee still up and down. Uh, you know, uh, the past two years been up and down with Mariota. I think they struggle on the road here. Uh, you're getting Texas Texans as a dog, plus 110. So I'm adding that one into the money line. And I think all seven. Yeah, I'm calling it. So man, you don't like the Titans? I mean, I do like their performance this year. I just think that going into Houston, that, divi- that division is such a toss-up all the time. I really think that um, – I think that uh, they're going to perform. The Titans, Titans look good this win. weekend. Hey, Titans look good, them, man. man. Take them, dude. Uh, so I'm going to run through them. I respect the parlay. <laughs> respect the parlay. Respect the game. Uh, so run through them one more time real fast. They're in a different, little bit of different order. Uh, Patriots minus 500. Or no, we'll just do. Uh, Patriots over Panthers. Uh, Bengals over Browns. Vikings over uh, – Vikings over – excuse me, Lions over Vikings. Uh, Cowboys over Rams, Sa- uh, Dolphins over Saints, Ravens over Steelers, and Texans over Titans. So I put in that bet at $5, and I actually put it in as Minnesota, minus 130. So I'll go back and change it again. 
Uh, but just to see the, you know, the, the power of a parlay, if you hit all that, all set, that 17 parlay, $5 pays $262. So that'll be a nice, uh, nice little call there. But, um, but yeah, guys, so that's a week five uh, best bets. Uh, well, hopefully we rebound from a, from a bad performance last week. But I appreciate Mike coming back on, even though I'm sure he was very embarrassed. He still showed his face. Myself. I picked myself back up. Let's do it. Back up and, and by the bootstraps and went on. So, all right, guys, appreciate it. Don't forget to get those um, those bets in tomorrow uh, before the Friday. See ya. Peace.